Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. Good morning, and how is everybody out there? This message is going to be a follow-up message to the podcast that I had from last week where I had Steve Harmon on the show, and we talked about some things without really explaining uh, and getting into the details of what we were talking about. So um, I wanted to take this time to share a little bit of insight. Um, I received quite a few questions from people following last Monday's podcast uh, about what are altars and what are fragments. Um, That's just the first of about two or three questions I want to address. The terms altars and fragments are terms that are used by people who work in the ministry of inner healing and deliverance. And the best way that I can explain it is that the soul, the human soul, has been created in such a way that it can actually be divided into compartments, if you will. Um, these compartments are areas of the soul that hold on to emotions and memories. Now, you have to think about what the soul is created for. Most people believe that the soul is the seat of the mind, the will, and the emotions. Um, the emotions that people feel can be very traumatic. Um, especially if those emotions are associated with things like um, assault and abuse and neglect. And one of the things that could possibly happen to a person who suffers severe assault or neglect or abuse is the emotions that they experience can dramatically impact the soul to the point where those emotions can actually destroy you. God has created the soul in such a way that the damage to the soul can be somewhat minimized and localized to one area of the soul. And this is uh, usually what we call a fragment or an altar. So essentially the soul has the ability to be uh, separated into different sections. What happens is when a person suffers emotional trauma, there is a part of the soul that takes that emotional insult And if it is severe enough, that part of the soul will actually develop a separate personality that is different from the rest of the core of the personality. And this part of the soul is either referred to or as an altar or a fragment. Generally speaking, an altar is a part of the soul that has a distinct personality, a distinct identity, um, distinct and different feelings, emotions, views of the self. Um, Alters can actually have their own disorders. They can have their own uh, reactions to medications. Alters are very uh, well-formed, well-developed sub-personalities of the main core of the personality. And alters, uh, some of them have names, some of them do not. But an alter is really um, a sub-personality that has been created by emotional trauma. So, When we talk about a fragment, 
we're usually talking about a much less well-developed part of the soul. Fragments oftentimes are only responsible for compartmentalizing and hanging on to one memory, one event. Sometimes they only perform one task. And fragments are not as well-developed as alters are. So when Steve and I were talking about alters and fragments, we're basically talking about uh, individual parts of the personality, parts of the soul that have been uh, created as a result of emotional trauma. And we're actually ministering to those parts of the soul. That's what the entire ministry of inner healing is about. It's about identifying different parts of the soul that have been fragmented. Uh, Whether you call them fragments or alters doesn't really matter all that much. Essentially, in the ministry of inner healing, what we're trying to do is we're trying to identify the alters and fragments that have been formed in people through emotional trauma. We try to evoke a response that gets them to come up and respond to us. We generally introduce them to Jesus and have Jesus heal them, minister to them, uh, or whatever he wants to do with them. I also receive several questions from people by email about Steve's reference to um, claiming your healing and discussion about the Word of Faith movement and how uh, he was kind of, you know, saying that this is a problem that we have where we continue to say that we're healed and claiming our healing and not seeing the kind of fruit from this experience that we probably should. So there was quite a bit of misunderstanding that people had over this, and I'd like to explain that a little bit if I could. I think what Steve was actually getting at is the idea that um, we, some of us have been trained to uh, claim our healing, to stand in our healing, to believe that we're healed. Uh, and like he said, you know, he goes, look, I understand what you're doing. Uh, you're trying to um, deny the enemy access and you're trying to believe that you're healed before you see it manifest. And I've actually done this myself and my wife has done it. But I think what Steve was getting at is um, we have to be certain that what we're doing, anything that we do that has to do with healing, is not simply us acting like a parrot, repeating things that people have told us to say. That if we're actually going to be standing on our healing or declaring our healing, that it is actually something the Holy Spirit has asked us to do or has directed us to do. And this is where I think Steve was kind of trying to illustrate a point is, There's a huge difference between sincerely believing in your heart that you are really healed and refusing to believe that the enemy has anything on you and the act of saying something that you've heard other people say just because they told you to say it. We don't actually apprehend healing by what we say. We apprehend healing by what we believe. And sometimes what we believe and what we say are two different things. We might be saying with our mouth that we're healed and by his stripes we're healed, but we can also be believing in our heart at the same time that we're not really healed. And if that's the case, then our words are simply us just repeating phrases that we've been told to say. Simply repeating phrases that you've been taught to say is not enough to bring healing to someone. You actually have to believe it in your heart and you have to apprehend it by faith. Otherwise, if you're saying it, all you're doing is repeating a phrase that you've heard somebody else say. And that's what Steve was referring to, is we can get into a mindset where 
we are just repeating phrases, repeating things we've heard people say, and we don't actually understand uh, in the Spirit what is going on, what the dynamic is. And sometimes the Holy Spirit hasn't actually asked us to do that. I mean, I'm guilty of this. I have a pattern of prayer that I use when I'm praying for people to be healed. And it's easy for me to fall into this pattern. But the most effective way that I pray is when I close my eyes, let my soul uh, kind of relax and listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling me and see what he's showing me. And and when I pray from what the Holy Spirit is revealing, I have much better success at getting people healed or getting myself healed. So that's the relational aspect of healing. And I think really what Steve was getting at is we really need to be relational in our ministry of deliverance and healing and not fall into these mindsets and habits of repeating phrases just because that's what we've been taught to say. I received another question uh, from a woman who wanted to know more about um, the sexual spirits, incubus and succubus. Apparently she's been having some, some of these attacks and didn't understand where it was coming from. First of all, we have to understand um, that Christians can have demons. And this is a really controversial subject. And I'm not going to go into all the, the details uh, and defending my views of whether Christians can have demons or not. Not in this message anyway. I might do that at some point in the future. But for today, I would just like to say, I do believe Christians can have demons. I believe Christians can have demons of every different sort. And I really believe this mostly because that's been my experience. It's extremely rare when I pray with someone that I don't see some kind of demon, either seeing it in the Spirit or the Holy Spirit reveals something about a spiritual um, being that's there. It's very common. It's nothing to be freaked out about. All of us are subject to having uh, demonic beings attached to us or harass us or whatever. So with the sexual spirit, these are actually fairly common. And it's my belief that most, if not all of the spirits that we encounter that uh, forms some kind of attachment to us, come into our life because we have some kind of a door open in our soul that allows them to come in and there is something going on in our soul that is creating an opportunity for that spirit to be there with a you know sexual spirit for example there's usually some it could be an emotional uh, wound in our soul that has something to do with uh, sexual assault or abuse from our childhood and if we've never been healed of that um, what happens is you have a fragment or an altar that's formed. It's the fragment or the altar, the part of our soul, that actually is the place where the demon is doing the work. And it's my belief that if we have the fragments and altars healed and integrated, we remove the place of weakness in our soul and we remove the opportunity for demonic spirits to harass us and uh, cause problems. So what most people need is a combination of emotional healing and deliverance. Probably the simplest and most effective way to deal with uh, demons is to get the parts of our soul uh, that are wounded healed, to get the altars healed, to get the fragments healed. Because once they're healed, that takes away the opportunity for demons to come and attack us. And I think with that, we'll bring this show to a close. 
I just wanted to clarify a couple of points from last week's uh, message. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about this show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.